Hello weebs, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Aniverse, the podcast that aims to take an anime novice with the help of an anime veteran to the weird, wide, and wonderful world of anime. I am the self-proclaimed anime veteran, Sam, and with me as always is the man who doesn't know the difference between tight Kubo's bleach and the bleach used to clean his toilet. It's Will! <laughs> oh, thank you, Sam. Yeah, I am the noob that knows nothing on anime, and as such, we are taking very well-known anime series, and maybe some less-known ones, and giving them the rule of three. We are starting with the first three episodes, and the first three episodes only, and deciding at the end of the episode, whether it does enough to warrant a place in the gateway to the universe realm. <laughs> universe. The universe at large. Yes, they are our rules. That is what we are sticking to. Only three episodes. Can a show make enough impact to enter the universe? You been up to anything this week, Will? I've... I've been watching a little bit. I, I've jumped back into Sword Art this week. Oh, really? And yeah, I'm now on gun, gun toting, uh, shoot 'em up version at the minute. Gun Gale. Yeah, and I think we do need to do. I think we should do a Sword Art like uh, series one review, like a, a revisit at some point, Ooh. so we can talk about that. And then season yeah. two, because I've got a lot to say about both of those as well. Oh my um, goodness. Yes. Considering they didn't get into the universe, I've, um, I've powered through. Yeah, I think it's one of those shows where if you stick with it, there are moments, but you kind of just, it's like a car crash. You can see it's happening and there's nothing you can do to stop it from going, but you just want to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is a bit of that. You sort of, you're invested. Yeah. It's not even that you invested because I, I didn't have to invest in it, but I just, there was an... I did. It's such a cool concept that I, I just wanted to see what they did with it. Um, You're just hoping that eventually they'll do something amazing with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and honestly, honestly, I, my opinion has definitely improved of it. Let's put it that way. Um, since ah. the first three episodes, but um, not. It's definitely fallible in many senses. So um, apart from that, there's. I'm trying to think if they've done anything else. I've been. I feel like I've just had no time this week. Like even with these, even with the series this week, I've. Been, um, I was watching it last night until about 11 o'clock last night making notes because I just haven't had time. So apart from that, not a lot. What about you? Have you been up to much? Similar to you, I've, had, I've not had a lot of free time this week, but I did manage to grab myself a few hours uh, after we recorded last week in order to rewatch all of Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin, which is an OVA series from 2015, which follows the period of time just before the original Mobile Suit Gundam show. Because okay. I love giant robots, as we will find out in more detail as this episode goes on. Yeah, But Gundam has a really special place in my heart, and eventually we'll get around to it. But this show was kind of a reimagining of that early time period. And yeah, it holds up. It's really good. It's got a lot of political intrigue. The uh, actual mecha battles themselves are done fairly well it uses a lot of 3d cg which i don't always get on board with but overall i really enjoyed it the main character shah is one of my favorites and it's just nice to see him do more stuff i guess yeah anything else on your radar well actually sam interesting point i've been watching some new anime this week new anime yeah well new anime to me at least what what (laughs) Who yeah. would have thought? I thought we were just having a catch-up, but you're here 
watching new anime. I know. I'm going above and beyond for the podcast, mate. We What have you been watching? Well, this week I've been watching the um the show I don't know how to describe this actually. There's so many different ways you could phrase this. Um oh, I'm just yeah. I'm just gonna go with um uh robotic invasion occasional sexual references <laughs> of code gears robotic invasion sexual references i think yeah. that's a pretty good summary of it yes this is code gears the 2006 and 2007 show by studio sunrise the studio who actually did gundam oh. uh, it comes from the minds of goro tanaguchi the man who brought us a bunch of alternate universe Gundam shows. I had a Tamagotchi. Uh, such as, yeah, yeah, well, that's his name, not a Tamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ichiro Okuchi, who was known for uh, some of the best-loved Gundam shows, and also Wolf's Raid, Eureka 7, Space Dandy, and Devilman Crybaby. Kogias is a mecha military high school hybrid that jumps to life thanks to this kind of an eclectic mix of powerful character designs by uh, the artisan group known as Clamp, a multimedia empire that has grown to encompass anime, manga, light novels, stage plays, theatrical movies, and so much more. It is a monolith, you could say. But what did you think of it in a non-spoilery way? Okay, um, I, you've you've sort of touched on it there. The, the there's so you called it a hybrid. There's so many different elements to this show. There, um, I, and you you saw me stumbling over my words at the beginning there. I I genuinely wouldn't know how to pitch this to someone. It is it's basically a world in which the British Empire has become the only empire and has taken over Japan, shunted it into sort of oppression. Turn, renamed it Eleven, the Eleven z- Zone or something. Area Eleven. Area, Area Eleven, that's the one. And um, yeah, it's this um, sort of, uh, I don't know, help me out, Sam. How how else do I explain this? It's got robots in it. It does have robots in it. it I think the, the simplest way to describe it is as a mecha show. Uh, I don't know what that means. A what's, a, what's a mecha show? Like- so mecha is a subgenre of uh of anime which is all focused on specifically mechanical uh robots typically they are large humanoid uh fighting robots that have a key uh, importance to the plot okay so you within that you have two kind of sub sub genres you've got super robot which is where robots can throw galaxies at each other and are basically dragon ball z characters but they're technically robots okay. and real robot which is what kind of code gears falls <laughs> into where it's a lot more based in hard quote science <laughs> science fiction and yeah it's it's hard sci-fi where there are there are reasonable explanations given for the tech and yeah. uh this is where it lies with code gears you have this mecha show which focuses on terrorism militarism there's an air of this kind of slice of life high school going on in there. It's just yeah. this many-headed hydra of a mm. show. And I think the only way that we can actually pick this apart is if we actually just jump into it yep. as it yeah, is. Let's, let's go for it. Yeah. Have a, uh, so the very first scene, 
Um, I thought my sound was broken because it's got this uh, <laughs> yeah, <same. laughs> weird backtrack of just uh, forest noises going on as these two children are running through um, as this weird green haired character <laughs> watches over who I'm assuming we meet later on in the in these episodes because she's uh, watching menacingly. <laughs> Yeah, so I've taken a different tact with this series. I watched them all without making it, all three episodes without making any notes. And then I went back oh. and made notes because usually, I don't know why I'm, people probably might not be interested in this at all, but usually I make notes the first watch and then re watch behind them. the curtain. Yeah, but I always found re watching after, re-watching after I'd made notes was sort of like doing it for the sake of it. Whereas this way I enjoy it for what it is the first time round, And then I go back and make notes and make my comments, which I think worked a lot better. So yeah, obviously rewatching it. I was like, ah, that's the green haired girl from later on. I, I know yes. a character I've seen, I've found something and that's a big thing. I've, I'm really worried about this episode because I feel like there's so much I don't understand yet. And there's so mm. much that I'm, I'm just, I'm either missing there's a lot of threads that kind yeah. of get set up here. Yeah. So it sets up this scene that uh, the Britannian Empire has taken over uh, Japan and um, basically laid waste to it a lot and just given them this this Area Eleven title. And yeah. the the first the first two characters we meet are these two young children who um, <laughs> I, I, I I assume this guy knows Eren Yeager as well because every <laughs> bloody character in these anime seems to have some you know some arrogant sort of i'm going to i'm going to defeat everybody i'm going to be the one to do this even as a small child and um you see that's really interesting because out of the two of them i like i would say suzaku is like the Eren jaeger in terms of physicality but in terms of ideology is definitely lelouch with that i will destroy everything mindset right <laughs> yeah yeah well it's the first thing that comes out of his mouth and i'm like oh <laughs> not one of these again am i gonna is he just gonna be shouty and all over the place which he isn't he's definitely a different sort of character um yeah he pulls it back instead yeah so we then get introduced well what what, what happens next sam well we kind of and i love this setup so we have the boys climbing it's summer there's a mysterious green-haired woman wait an alternate history. There's Britannia's invading Japan. There are robots here. What? <laughs> so we're introduced to this concept that you have to buy into very early on, that the Holy Britannian Empire, which actually, quick side note, isn't Britain. Oh. It's actually, it's America led by remnants of what was the British royal family, because this is a very, very altered timeline, which I will have dedicated section to much later on oh god when we talk about it later <laughs> okay but they have introduced this concept of nightmare frames these really cool humanoid star robots that move around upright and they kind of add this wrinkle to it where the way that they move is that they've got these powerful motors and wheels that propel them across the land and that is why britannia was able to dominate japan so thoroughly these high mobility high firepower humanoid robots the nightmare frames washed over japan and dominated it and lelouch is going to destroy the empire and we hit the op yeah with a beautiful (laughs) oh Oh god is that uh, i guess that means something but yes uh the the op is is pretty it's the first line of the op it's just it hits big saxophones Oh, I'm, li- I'm I'm last week was B star, so I got you the jazzy saxophones last week. This week yeah. it's just 
pure. Oh, what did you <laughs> think of the OP? I thought it was really strong. I thought it was good. It didn't really stand out to me as something, you know, it sort of fitted into the same sort of realm of like um, Sword Art Online and that sort of, uh, it, obviously, we've said this before, but the fact that, you know, it's Japanese lyrics and everything, there's, there's only so much I can take away from it. The actual song itself I enjoyed, thought it was good, didn't blow me away, but it was it, it was good for the, for the show. And I loved the visuals. I thought they were quite cool. Um, yeah. I thought... Oh, th- sweet summer child. <laughs> The, the um what <laughs> so no, no no tell me all the points that you were really impressed with and then okay. and then i, I i'll uh i'll say um, a bit go, go okay go. so what i really enjoyed about the op visually was the just the it's not really of the op it's of the character design i really like the character design in here i thought the they've got really mm, sort of crisp gorgeous yeah they're really crisp really distinct um their body shapes are all sort of um unique and like the thick black outlines of the eyes and things like that are really powerful the colors of their eyes that you know just pop and like mm. are, are quite unique to the, their own character yeah so it's really the character design that i like to the op so because the op is just showcasing those yeah. designs in various exciting poses and making them look as cool as possible yeah but this yeah. is the most mid-2000s anime opening that it could possibly be because right. at this time, every opening had, and then I'll turn dramatically to the camera, and <laughs> birds will fly into the sky, and all the good guys will line up, and all the bad guys will line up, and <laughs> there's like not yeah. a lot of stuff happening. Um, yeah, but it's hard to it tell. Was... It's hard to tell who the good guys and the bad guys are from the OP. I was like, because yes. they've all got the same sort. That there isn't that like classic villainous look, really. Getting to that later on like i like that element of the show in general i think that's mm. a, it's a it's a point that works in the show's favor a lot is that yeah. kind of grayness when it comes to the sides ish i'll get into it later but yeah i think the song definitely saves it and makes it the the standout that yeah. big saxophone opening is just i don't know man it hits different for me it, <laughs> it's what i like <laughs> fair enough coming out of the op we come straight into oh no a terrorism in Osaka. Yeah, so straight into the big, big issues. There's terrorism going on, and it sort of paint, portrays this um, this world where the terrorists are oppressed. They are not really well. They are terrorists because of the things mm-hmm. they're doing. But by so by definition, they are terrorists. But they are um, sort of they're the resistance. The, they're the resistance. They're yeah. They're they're the resistance. Um, they're the rebels in Star Wars. They're the, they've mm-hmm. been pushed down and uh, maltreated so much that they are trying to rise up, and this is the only way they feel they can. Um, it's that fight against the establishment, the uh, and the the monarchy, destroy the monarchy, that sort of attitude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we, we're introduced. It cuts. It cuts between a couple of different incident, a couple of different things going on at the same time. So there's the mm-hmm. terrorist act where this. Some, there's been an explosion somewhere. Some people have died and a lorry has been stolen. I'm assuming it's all linked together, that. Yeah, there's been this explosion in Osaka and the truck is carrying something yeah. away from the site. And yes. we see that truck being followed by uh, Britannian helicopters whilst we also get this parallel scene of uh, these these upper-class, upper-crust Britannians playing chess. This is such and a random scene. I've got a lot of problems with this scene. It's it's very much a shorthand to show off, 
oh, our yes. character is super smart and our character is really good at tactics and tactical stuff. We need to show it without explaining it to the audience in words. So we'll just have him win a, a really difficult chess problem. So I, 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 I've, yeah. So it's how many characteristics can we show of this character? Oh, how can we show he's smart? Well, he can win a chess game. How can we show, how can we show he's confident and arrogant? Well, he can brag about winning that chess game. How can we show he's powerful and got connections and is on, you know, is in the sort of elitism? Well, he can brag about winning this chess game and it's against someone who's a powerful connection, <laughs> like someone in aristocracy, <laughs> like a royalty. Like, yeah. it's, it's How very can we much... show his disdain for the upper crust? Oh, well, afterwards he'll say, well, play against royalties always uh, isn't a challenge and it's yeah. good to just take back from them. It, it just... just, it just it's such a weird way to do that. And I think it just opens more questions. Yeah. I think that it's trying to be shorthand. To why is he there? In- Who's the guy that runs away? Why is it, Why is he so scared that he's going to lose the game? He's, he's terrified. He thinks he's going to die if he loses this chess game. Cause it's, it's a lot of money on the table and it, the guy there. That's not explained. Where does it say there's money? There's no money. I, it's implied because it's like it's an upper crust guy who's he's filing his nails with like a gold nail file. <laughs> he's he's dripping in. Uh, so that means he's a gambler. That, that just means he's he's rich already. I mean, yeah, well, there you go. So he, like he's rich, and clearly the guy across from him who's wearing just regular bland clothes is in trouble and can't pay for it. It's it's visual storytelling, Will. It's not. It's not. It's a load of bollocks is what it is. Like, <laughs> Lelouch just comes in, randomly takes over from this guy, and there's a line, right, that doesn't make uh-huh. any sense. He says, and I'm pretty sure it says it in the dub and the sub, it says, how long have we got? We've got, how long do you think this will take? Oh, I'll do this in nine minutes. It'll be fine. I'll do this in nine, minute, nine minutes. And the, the nobility guy, he says... Nine minutes? You only have twenty seconds per move, as mm. if that's a that's gonna make it l- like sh- longer. Like I don't understand that point. Surely having twenty seconds per move makes it easier for him to do it in nine minutes because yeah, it makes it a shorter it's time. It, it's supposed to be so so difficult a problem that he's got to think about the move and make good moves in that twenty seconds. Yeah, so. but he emphasises the nine minutes. Like, that's the issue. No, the fact is, you've, you, you've only got 20 seconds. You're not going to be able to think quick enough. The, the nine minutes thing, just it just... Yeah, like, well, no, that's you, not an issue. Within those, if you make a safe move within those, like, 20 seconds to just, like, panic out of it, and then you just end up stalemating. So if you right. make a neutral move there, whereas okay. it, it's implied that he... Because he moves the king first, right? Yeah. So he baits, which is a dangerous move anyway, because you could put yourself into check or risk, or he's baiting out another move. Yeah. Um. So by instantly going for the high risk strat, he's pulling it. He he's speeding up how quickly he can win the game. Whereas okay. if he just went for safe moves, right, every twenty seconds, it would just keep stalling and stalling and stalling and stalling. I think okay. that's what it's all going right. For. Yeah. That's all right. Just yeah. From what Fine. I, no, that's right. You're right. It makes sense. I, I've got that wrong. But I just thought, <laughs> bloody hell, you have to really know your chest, don't you, if you <laughs> to make that connection. I've, uh, I've made a note here. I'm not fully convinced that knows how to play chess. <laughs> <laughs> like, who moves the king first? <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's the ultimate bluff. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Apparently, he stole the chess pieces as well. So even, even though he beat oh, this yeah. guy, he's like, I'm taking these chess pieces because he's got numerous different kinds of chess pieces that he's yes. just fiddling with later in the episodes. <laughs> like, yeah. Why? 
And the first watch, I was like, oh, that's a that's a nice thing. He's holding the, you know, it's this is a, to him, it's a game of chess. It's very metaphorical. And then I'm thinking, wait, he's Where got a knight there. As, he's got a knight there as well. Why has he got so many chess pieces? <laughs> It's great as well because he sees that in the in the camera, right? Doesn't he? He sees a chess board lying on the floor. So did he get out and pick up those ones, or are they chess pieces from earlier? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So, <laughs> anyway, so, anyway, um, just like every main character in every series you've shown me, the girls and are lusting over the main character, and um, oh, he's, yeah. got, he's got a lot of fans, um, and he's too cool for school. Um, he's edgy he's, boy, yeah, just like everybody else we've looked at. And the we cut back to the the heist of the van and the king or the prince the, this prince dude gives Prince a, Clovis yes um, yeah his speech is like butter as is clover um, and <laughs> oh God, there's a joke there somewhere you can st- hate it stitch that. it together in, in, the, in, the, <laughs> in the edit fix it in post <laughs> <laughs> um, so the king gives this speech condemning the terrorists and. Um, a, this soldier barges in he's, he's at this party apparently he's taken some time out to give this speech and they're all like ha well done for giving a speech while you're at a party who would have known Ha-ha, people have died man have, have some respect <laughs> right and this soldier barges in and into this posh upper class party and tells him that something's been stolen and they're like this oh the the prince does actually know we find out later on the prince does know what's in the capsule so he's yeah. like, holy, he's so desperate. To- yeah, holy hell! Release the nightmares, and we get the first look at the nightmares. Um, <gasps> the yeah. first look at the nightmares is so good. So we get this these uh, mechanized, oh, yeah, <laughs> parts of the Megazord. Honestly, honestly, the the main, which, what's the main one called? Um, the Glasgow or the Sutherland. The oh, Sutherland. the Lancelot. No, no, you mean the Lancelot. No, no, I mean the Sutherland because that looks just like the Astro Megazord from Power Rangers when it transforms. And I force you to look at that. Net. Like when we finish this, you need to look at that because if you don't know, it, it's exactly the I same. Was, it's exactly the same. I was same. never a Power Rangers boy growing oh up. Oh my God. Right. Edit this bit out. Look at it now. Astro Megazord. Right. Do it. Holy shit. You're not wrong. It's exactly the same. It's crossed. There with... are some similarities. I'll give you that. I will Cro- give you that. Thank you. And if you cross that with Optimus Prime, you've got it nailed. <laughs> yeah, it's got the little yeah. like the the prongs, isn't it? So we get the first look at these uh, Megazords, and they are um, pretty pretty badass. Um, we we first get a look at the rustic one, don't we? The the sort of battered red one that um, one of the yeah, the old school Glasgow model. Yeah. Also, I love that they're all named after places in the UK. That's pretty cool. I didn't know Sutherland was a place, but there we go. And they, uh, the the rebels, the uh, terrorists, go hard on the helicopters and sort of try taking things out. And we're like, oh, this thing's pretty badass. This thing's pretty good. Until the Sutherlands come in and they're just like, you're, you're nothing. <laughs> mate, Surprise. You're nothing. Yeah. yeah. The sheer spec difference between the Glasgow and the Sutherland mech. It's, it's clearly the pilot is really good. Callan, as we find out later, mm. is a great pilot. Yeah. But, and she's impressed with what the Glasgow can do. But then Jeremiah's Sutherland is just, it's just power. It's just, it's the next generation of them. And one punch is enough to blow off the Glasgow's arm. Yeah. I really like this scene as well because it's all traditional animation. 
and there's lots of spinning around of the uh, the suits, and there's lots of really dynamic ways in which they move. But the way in which this first kind of fight <laughs> seat plays out is is really fun. Yeah, I do think that um, the 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 matchup between the older model and the newer model does get lost a bit later on when Callan does come and sort of start battering the. I think I think that's I'm remembering that when when he's yeah, he's so, up against so, the train and and she comes up yeah and starts I like that though because it's that turns it into a it's a pi- having a good pilot means that almost any suit is yeah, yeah. at a decent level especially with the right support yeah um, and, and Callan in general probably my favorite character design like oh she's I, great she's so good like every time she was on screen I was like damn that's a cool that's a cool character design. This is how we get him, folks. He'll start by saying they're really cool character designs, but then soon he'll start saying that they're really hot. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah, no. so Lelouch has ended up in this uh, underground area uh, with what, is, what we find out is supposed to be this uh, poison gas, which we're told uh, through other characters. Um, and they've sent in the... Royal Guard, as they call it, which is made up of ex-Japanese soldiers who supposedly know the layout of this area of uh, Shinjuku better. Oh, they than... are treated so badly. <laughs> Honestly, it is, it's horrific what it's like, happens over just, the course of these few episodes. It's just voluntary servitude, isn't it? They're just like being forced into... Well, not necessarily forced. They're volunteering to be oppressed. It's like... Please treat us like crap. We are gonna. We, we just want to be a part of your organization. Your big. We want to be a part of the winning side. <laughs> we don't care yeah, how we get treated. They've given up their kind of pride as Japanese in order yeah. to serve the country that's conquered them, which goes so against the entire mindset of this country. Yeah. Anyway, and to see them being used in that manner is really difficult to watch. Um, but we do find out as uh, Lelouch is inspecting this poison gas chamber that one of these members who comes in with this awesome like spinning bird kick yeah. straight to Lelouch's yeah. uh, face is actually his childhood friend from the opening scene, Suzaku. Yeah. On on the bomb thing when he's in there, there's a really, I don't, I'm pretty... <laughs> Again, I'm trying to re- remember what the dub said and what the sub said, but Lelouch is hiding in the back of the lorry because he's snuck in, it's crashed underground, and, he, and the main door, the side door opens, and he runs away from that, runs back into the shadows because he doesn't want to be seen. He mm-hmm. literally runs away, and then he walks towards the big bomb-shaped thing that looks like the bomb out of The Dark Knight Rises, um, oh, it do- oh my god it really does <laughs> doesn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like huh now i can climb up and get out or now i can climb yeah. up i can use this as footing to get up and but, out but but there's a big door open he doesn't even he runs away from it to start with he can literally just jump out the side of the thing it's just a really i think it no that's a di- that's a different point it's not it- <laughs> no <laughs> go on go on say what you're gonna say i don't think it is but go on because I thought it was at that point he's still underground, and that's when he meets us. Because Suzaku then spins in. Yes, spins Zaku. Because because yeah, he spins in because he can see him right through the door. He literally just watches. Yeah, but him, they're still un- they're him. still underground. Yeah, because we see him. But run he's, he's trying to climb. All he's going to be climbing up to. They, they, they've just driven 
in, they just got stuck yeah, on the he's trying to, Yeah, because we know that he's going to try and climb up to the rails that he was just driving along so that he can follow back along the tunnel and go back to Rivels, who's got the bike. But if he climbs if he climbs up and, and, and out, he's literally just climbing on top of the lorry. He's going on top of the lorry, but remember the lorry fell down a hole because dri- the lorry's driving along and then there's a hole and the lorry falls down it. Mm. So he climbs up on top of the bomb. Does it? Or does it just get its front wheels stuck in a crack and that's why it can't move? No, because it's like it's explicitly a big hole in the middle of the tracks. Right. And they fall down another layer okay. where there are no tracks. So he's thinking he can climb back onto the tracks. Yeah, and then he can follow the tracks back to the surface, get on the bike, go back to school. Do you not think, even if that's true, do you not think he would check the big wide door to see if anyone was out there first? Potentially, but also Con- consider- considering he, he ran away seen from seen anywhere near this highly volatile terrorist yes. vehicle which is why you check <laughs> so you are not seen near this terrorist vehicle i love that with everything else that's about to happen in this scene this is what you get hung up on is the fact that he's trying to climb out of the this it, hole in the ground it just doesn't make sense that he actively moves away from the opening door and then just walks back into the space where everyone can see him like it just to me it, it, it just really sort of going against your own instincts there but hey ho Lelouch meets his old friend and uh, they reunite and then they get interrupted by the soldiers who find them, basically. Just before that, the... Oh, the girl. The bomb opens. <gasps> the bomb opens. Yes. And we meet the green herd girl. No, it's... Well, it is a bomb. Hey, because she is... <laughs> Dynamite! <laughs> Immediately dies. <laughs> but I like the, there's like a little touch just as the... It opens, and Suzaku thinks it's poison gas still. Yeah. And as he covers, it opens up... He covers Lelouch's mouth Lelouch's with the mask, mouth yeah. With the, uh, the mask, yeah. It's yeah. such a nice, small touch. Yeah. But it really kind of plays into that, even though Suzaku at this point is questioning whether Lelouch is a terrorist, he's still willing to protect him over himself, which yeah. plays into his nature a lot. Yeah. And then the rest of the Royal Guard come down, and, oh no, Suzaku's seen too much. Yeah, so, so here's a gun, Suzaku. Kill your best friend. Yeah. And he's like, well, no, I'm not going to do that. This guy's not done anything wrong. So he gets shot. Instead, it's very brutal about that. Just a, a sh- uh, you know, we find out yep. later he's okay. But up and then I was just like, <laughs> holy crap, he's dead. Oh, it's done. Yeah. It was literally just like, oh, surprise. Bullet <laughs> to the spine. <laughs> no more of those spinny kicks. <laughs> <laughs> and they're about to kill Lelouch. And the girl with a last ounce of strength grabs her, grabs his leg. And, and oh, uh, does this weird does, sort of... He makes it away... Yeah, in the, in the confusion of Suzaku getting shot, they make it. They make a break for it, and they do escape uh, for a moment. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And we kind of cut back to Clovis. He is so intent on getting this girl, because uh, we now know that he knows what it is, that he is willing to completely level the entire district. Of that is Shinjuku. so brutal. That is so brutal. When, they're, when they're that, there's, that, there's that family trying to escape the building and you, they're like, quick, we've got to go. And you just see the blood spatter, spatter on the wall. That is, it's I was like, like oh my God. As well. Yeah. They are not trying to fight back it's and just they these... just cold blooded. It's just murdering the... civilians left, right and center. It's, it's not, yeah. not a nice Britannians. Do not have a good rep at this point. Like worse than the fact that they took over this country, they they don't care about the people here. They and we. This is the first time that we see them treating the Japanese as elevens. Yeah, in their yeah. own words, as uh, they don't even have proper 
names anymore. They're no, that, just that, people. They're, they're savages who live here. That blue-haired dude is a real bastard as well. He he, he says Jeremiah, things, yeah. He, I, th- I, I think it's it might be voiced over, but I'm assuming it's him. It's sort of like, oh, they don't deserve to be Britain, Britannians anyway and all this sort of thing. And there's all this yeah. language thrown around. And he's just a, a an absolute horrible person. Really do not like him. Yeah. Um, very um, self-superior. Um, yeah, not a nice person. And all of that absolute nastiness kind of culminates in Lelouch and the green-haired girl arrive at where they think they've escaped. Before that, before that, one something when I rewatched it, I thought was really good. Lelouch is this arrogant, stuck-up bugger who, you yeah. know, he gives this impression that he's um, just better Too than cool everyone. School. Yeah, and he's very, he is very, you can tell he's very clever. Um, but at this moment, they're under the, they're in the sewers and... Lelouch sort of realized he, he sort of under it shows he understands the power of this empire the power of this opposition the ruthlessness of it and because he's usually so chilled and confident it's really nice to see him just have this breakdown he's just like absolutely crapping himself and he's like this is all your fault what are we going to do and he's just really sort of so trying he's like, to he's dead because of you what what, what the hell are we going to do yeah it's a nice nice transition he, he's he, it would be too robotic for him to be cool in that situation. And they could have done that. There's a few moments across the uh, the three episodes, I feel, where we have these nice, humane moments for Lelouch. Mm. And they really pay off yeah, well. Yeah, like when he throws up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. So all of this nastiness kind of peaks with Lelouch and the green-haired girl getting to the entrance where they think they're going to escape. And we hear a child crying... <sighs> Yeah, and, and a shot. A shot rings out and that is it. And it's just absolutely... It's a different level of brutal, I feel, from something like Attack on Titan. Because with Attack on Titan, you can definitely disconnect yourself from the fantasy big monsters that are eating people. Yeah. Versus here where it's, oh, shit, this is something that could actually <laughs> happen. Oh, yeah. that's uncomfortable. Well, I think it's also, it's less visual and therefore it, it's almost more normal. It's normalized because it's just sort mm. of, uh, this baby's crying. That's gone. Uh, this family's escaping. They're dead. It's like, because they don't focus so intently on it. It's sort of like, holy shit, this is just happening. This is, this is just normal. This is just what they do. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not played to be this big dramatic moment, which it is just, here's a life. It's been snuffed. Yes. And the cavalier nature with which the soldiers execute their orders the implications on how that tracks for the rest of the empire is nasty. Yeah. But at least we've got, well, we had at this point, we think Suzaku has the one good egg. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we think Suzaku's dead at this point and they, the uh, Lelouch and this girl um, think they found their escape. Yeah. And his idiot of a girlfriend, calls or i don't even know if they're technically girlfriend and boyfriend but she thinks they are and um he he the guards that are sort of around their location sort of hear this and they basically they get caught and we think it's all over and then the weirdest bit of anime happens where they she the girl gets shot she dives in front of the bullet to save um lelouch um and in her last ounce of strength, grabs his leg and sort of speaks to him in his mind in this weird sort of psychedelic. You get this awesome 
psychedelic cut of Lelouch getting this power. So he gets told by the green-haired girl that he has to make a contract and will gain the power of kings. And there's this all surreal imagery that flashes by with lots of no-context scenes yes. for everything. And Ragnarok and is mentioned. Ragnarok does get mentioned by this <laughs> imposing figure. Mm. And Lelouch goes, yes, grant me this power. Yeah. And automatically knows and how to use it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think this is something that's really interesting. He comes into it and uses the power. Yeah. And then over the course of the next few episodes, yeah, he starts to work with it and figure out its limitations and stuff. Yeah. But, ah. Uh, Go on, tell everybody what this badass does. So somehow this power means that he can control people. And we found out, find out later that he can only control each person once. Um, but basically by making eye contact with them, he can make them do whatever he wants. Um, and in this situation, he decides to get them to commit suicide right in front of him. And he just says, kill yourselves. And they all take a gun, all the guards take their own gun. And, like, happy little zombies go, of course, we'll kill ourselves. And they pull the trigger at the side of their neck and they all die. But there's the reveal there as well. What reveals that? Lelouch says, Lelouch v. Britannia commands you to kill yourself. And everybody goes, yes, your highness. Oh, okay. So this is one of those things that I just completely went over my head. <laughs> it just went straight yeah, past. Yeah. Yeah. No. So at that moment, so until that point, he's been calling himself Lelouch Lamper. Lam- I can never pronounce his last name. Okay. Basically, Lelouch <laughs> Lamper something. Okay. Um, and then in this moment, he reveals that he is a Britannian. Not right. just en- like anything, but he is part of the Britannian Empire. And everyone says, Yes, Your Highness. And so, then they kill themselves. So, part. Bang. Just, so. Britannian though so do you mean like part of the Britannian um royalty yeah yeah because any Britannian is part of Britannia yeah but he yeah. is a, he is a Britannia yeah and we find he out later he's he's the... he's well yeah we'll get to that um I don't know why we everyone knows there's going to be spoilers of the first three episodes and everyone oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> why are we trying to like, I, I know dance so we, we we find out that it's his brother that's or half brother that's on the throne at yeah, the minute. Clovis. <laughs> Clovis is his half brother. Which again, it's like there's so many characters introduced in this first episode, and so mm. and th- these first three episodes, there is so many um, different tangents going on at the same time. So many balls in the air. I did that it, it again. Just fills me with anxiety that I'm just like I have no idea really what these things mean. It's like that right there. Completely missed that. Completely missed that last name change. Um, because I, I, but it, it you means did nothing. pick up on the fact that he was brothers with Clovis. Yeah, because they say hello, half brother. Yeah. Th- although we're only half brothers, <laughs> you know that was a pretty yeah, on yeah. the nose. <laughs> Finishing off episode one there. Yeah. Did you feel lost, or did it still kind of have a good enough flow? There are mysteries, mm-hmm. and there are things that haven't been explained yet. But it's still, I'm still able to follow it. Um, no, I, I felt pretty lost. I felt pretty lost, but not lost enough not to go on i would have still i wanted i was intrigued and i i can tell that it was going to that these things were deliberate they were they were dropping yeah seeds and stuff so it wasn't like a you know it wasn't just overwhelming no confusion. It was, but but okay. it is interesting going back to you know the behind the scenes of why i watched these first i started making notes on this first episode and i just couldn't i couldn't make notes quick enough 
because there was yeah. too much happening, too many things to talk about. So that's why I made the change to watch these first three just as an anime, as a show, and then go back and make notes. And that 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 just shows how much stuff there was there that I had to adapt the way yeah. I consume Very this. dense amount of lore that it gets covered in yeah. quite a short amount of time. And that brings us into episode two, where Lelouch starts by expositing to somebody who is dead. <laughs> She can't hear you, bro. She is dead. <laughs> Why did you give me these powers? What am I supposed to do with these? She took a bullet to the forehead, man. <laughs> yeah. It's also got this weird sort of magic vibe. Um, I don't know whether it's explicitly called magic, um, but these sort of powers, I don't know, like the way... The, when They the, are very magical, yeah. They are very magical, and it's like, is that all they can do? Is it, is it, is it just this one power? I don't know. Obviously, there's stuff that's going to be going to come clear later it's another mystery to get added to the pile that has arrived in episode one two and three yeah 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 i don't know there's we get we get possibly my favorite character design turns up here okay who's that which is uh valetta she is unreasonably hot she turns up in (laughs) the nightmare frame (laughs) and lelouch tries his power out on her says get out of the nightmare frame and she's like uh no (laughs) how about i don't get out of my death machine how about i shoot at you instead (laughs) i mean it escalates very quickly she's just like what are you talking about explain yourself bang 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 (laughs) whoa fire a warning shot into his face (laughs) withstands it like a boss yeah because i think he's running on pure adrenaline at this point yeah and she, he convinces her to get out and check his ID. And when he's out, when she's out of the nightmare, he uses his power and tells her to hand over the keys, which she does uh, very willingly. And uh, he's now got his very own nightmare to chill out in and uh, cause havoc. Yes. And within that, we learn our first kind of limitation of his new power, his new gears. Mm. We learn that he has the limitation that he can't use it through screens or cameras or optical feeds, he has to use it with direct line of sight. Yeah. So that's the first limitation on this otherwise really broken power, which mm-hmm. I like. Yeah. It, it means that he isn't completely busted. Yep. And it cuts to his girlfriend in the changing rooms, because of course, because why not? They couldn't just be sat playing chess again. You know, we need to make it uh, raunchy. And um, oh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, icky. No, <laughs> what's the What's the t- what, what's sketchy our- etchy? Sketchy etchy. Thank you. <laughs> we need to make it sketchy. A little etchy. bit of sketchy etchy. This is a show that will not fear and will not shy away from the sketchy etchy. Oh, God, I mean, I, d- <laughs> I actually didn't think the first three episodes were that sketchy etchy. There were a few moments, yeah, um, but generally, but they all make sense within context. No, no, they don't. No, they don't. Some I mean, the-, the swimsuit bit is is contrived. No, yes, n- no, the shower bit doesn't make any sense. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> it doesn't make. I sense. have opinions. <laughs> so but yeah, so Suzaku's alive. Yeah, yeah. So Lelouch calls the um, calls his girlfriend, who's not his girlfriend, and is not important enough to remember her name, and asks for updates on the news, and asks her to check what's going on in in um, Area Eleven or Shinjuku. Shinjuku. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you <just> say? <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! I said Area 11. Area, Jesus Christ. Sam. Let's just cut all of that out. Yes. <laughs> so he's asking for updates on the Shinzu- Shinzuki? Uh, Shinjuku. Shinjuku. 
close. Um, Shinjuku uh, region. And she's like, why? And he doesn't really give much away. They're not releasing anything. So he's like, right, we're going to have to sort of cause some, we're going to have to, you know, make some stuff happen from the inside. He's really annoyed and pissed off that he's been dragged into this. Even And partly now realizing that now is his opportunity to sort of fight back. Um, mm. um, even, yeah, so obviously I'm now making connections. He's part of the royal family. Obviously, stuff went down when he was a kid that we find out about later. So, so it's basically him trying to get back at the Britannian government and that's his yeah. motivation it's it's the exactly right okay cool so he starts making plays and um hacks into oh. all of the rebels radios and starts organizing the rebels uh via radio transmission against the it feels kind of like an rpg he goes it's suddenly like you got a terrorist cell <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah well he I, again it's it's not I think I think parallels can be drawn there deliberately so because he compares it often to chess and he's got the chess pieces mm-hmm. here which he's playing with happily as he's uh you know moving his pieces around the board and trying to uh trying to turn the tables and he's he's sort of getting getting some serious kicks out of it he's he's enjoying it even though you know he's trying to keep a level head he he tries to bring himself down again a few times but he's like you know he's he, he can tell he's getting something out of this oh yeah it's like every time that one of his plays works out he has that little smug smile on his face and he he starts laughing when things go well it should be pointed out that a lot of this is carried by the fact that callan is such a good pilot she's got one arm and she's just and with lelouch's tactical planning she gets followed by jeremiah onto the tracks she jumps onto the train jeremiah gets held up by the train and then with lelouch's support from yeah a faraway vantage point i love this bit as well um Jeremiah's support jumps into the air and as like he's like, Yes, your uh your highness or whatever and he the the grunt jumps up yeah. only to be immediately smashed yeah. by two of the Hawkins yeah. and just gets completely wiped out. And Jeremiah's like What? Friendly fire The fuck just happened <laughs> and then Callan just batters him to yeah. the point where he's got to eject and I think that's again, the robots aren't so overpowered that they can't be defeated with enough planning and tactical advantage mm. and the pilots aren't stupid enough well some of them are for the most part some of them are very but the pilots have enough without them to eject before lethal damage and the entire suit blows okay yes agree to everything except for where lancelot is concerned because he is so overpowered and he can't oh eject. <laughs> so both, both yeah, I've ones. got a lot to say about Lancelot mm. as he comes up because. Right. Also, oh. um, Lelouch talks to P1. He's like, right, P1, get in. It operates the same as what you used to. What the hell is this man used to? He, like, <laughs> I'm used to, I'm used to driving, driving a car. Is it the same as that? Has it got cup holders? Has it got electric windows? Has it got windscreen wipers? Because if it doesn't, what is, how does he know what this guy's used to? He's a, he's an, 11 he's a japanese person like they they are famously do not have this kind of equipment like that's the reason mm. they lost so it's kind of like saying oh come on you know how to do this it's like, no i what do you mean i know how to do this yeah it's a stretch it's i think because we see the scene with callan and ogie uh prior where they talk about the glasgow and they talk about the specs i, I guess maybe they have some familiarity with it and maybe they've done some training but again it's it's stuff that you just kind of have to take in stride and go, well, okay, 
They can all pilot it, I suppose. (laughs) Well, yeah, but Lelouch shouldn't be assuming that either. Like, Lelouch should, Mm. from his experience, his, the Britannians are the superior fighting machines. And even though he's against their morals, he would have still been brought up in a society where they have the upper hand in every situation. So I think it'd be weird that he'd assume they know how to pilot. And we know that the acquisition of the Glasgow is a rare event it seems yeah because they talk about how oh wow this is uh this is so fancy and this is so powerful it, it could have literally and there isn't it could have been fixed easily with instead of him saying with, instead of him saying it's, it operates the same as what you used to him just saying do you have any experience with using these and he could literally go about oh we've uh, we've, we've played around in some older models and it's like right that's fine it's, it's basically it's just same. like those yeah you know that yeah. that would have been enough but it just do you know what i mean it was just like no mm, it's why? a little bit yeah. Off. Yeah. Mm. So we get what what happens next? We the the nightmares start winning, as in the bad nightmares that the good nightmares that are being possessed by not possessed. It's not they're not <laughs> that are being the ghosts driven <laughs> driven and uh, piloted by the rebels by the yes because Lelouch baited uh, Callan over to the train and the yeah. train that she jumps on and fights on is full of the brand new Sutherland models. Yes. So. You say All brand of the new resistance. You say brand new. Mm. There's, there's no, newer not models. Brand new enough. No, <laughs> there, are, there are seventh generation models out there <laughs> coming to a store near you soon. So they start like uh, kicking ass. Basically, they they they're pushing back against uh, the Britannians and uh, just making ground. And the prince, what's his face, Prince uh, Clovis, Clovis, <laughs> yeah, Prince Clover. <laughs> I can see that that's what you're wanting yeah. to call it. It's not, I'm just that, thinking that's the hook that's going to remind you. Yeah, like Prince Butter, Prince Butter, Prince Clover, Prince Clovis. <laughs> there we go. Right. So Prince Clover, Clover, Clovis. Oh God. Yeah. Prince <laughs> Prince Clovis is um, trying to come up with tactical brilliance. Basically, he's trying to think. Right. How can we? Mm. How can we fix this? What can we do? And they're sending more troops, more troops, and they eventually make this play where they send a whole truckload of troops all focused on the central point where they think the rebels are. And hey, lo and behold, Lelouch is like, no, we're going underground. Gotcha. They go underground and somehow detonate an area big enough to make them all fall in. Because the the area they're in is ruins anyway. So the the supports are weakened and Callan specifically goes underground to attack the supports. And I like this about the way in which Lelouch fights because... It's not, by definition, honourable no. what he does, no. because, but he's using the knowledge that the Japanese have of this area and the resistance have of this area to make sure that he uses the environment to his advantage against an enemy that is relatively fresh to this place. They yeah. don't know what's going on. They don't know the terrain. They don't know the advantages that they could have had. And he utilises every trick in the book against them. Yep. It's not an honourable win. But it's a win, and he and this is the final kind of big push for the resistance to kind of fully believe in Lelouch, who is, at this point is just a voice in their headset, yeah, and to follow his orders. And just as we kind of find out this, and Clovis is watching all of his troops just go lost, 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 lost. A bit, a bit. Who else? It's a bit. It's a bit weird that though, isn't it? I mean. There seems to be about fifty, uh, fifty different lifelines that are sort of sig- fifty different signals of fifty 
different robots and and they all go off at the same time yet they seem to be spanning quite a large area yeah i think do you know what i mean i think it's just a it's a zoomed in map okay. of a skyscraper yeah it, okay. it's gonna spread out as yeah. it goes okay that's right but as those machines get lost who else but one of my <laughs> just and again i love his design because he looks so sleepy Who's this? Is Commander Lloyd. It's uh, the scientist. Oh, yeah. Pops up on the screen he's and goes, creepy. hey. He's really creepy. Hey, hey, Clovis. Yeah, in the dub, he has a very kind of wispy-ish yeah. voice, but I like him in the sub because he's just very, he's very excited all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, hey, Clovis, I, uh, I've got a Lancelot-sized wrench to throw into this guy's plans. <laughs> and lo and behold... <laughs> Yeah, but Clovis, Clovis at first is like, just go away. Just look, we haven't got time for this. And it's like, oh, right. Yeah, the the amazing robot that can destroy everything else. Yeah, of course. Why didn't we Why start didn't with we that? Why didn't we do this sooner? <laughs> that, is one uh, of, that is one of those plot holes, isn't it? Where it's a case of, if you know this exists, you, you, you just go you with would it. Use you it. would use it from the I think it's because they don't have field test data, which is yeah. the typical... It's a prototype. We don't know how it's supposed to work. Yeah. I'm not going to risk it and risk my operation. <laughs> yeah. We'll, just, we'll just let everyone else die before before. I need to nerdgasm for a second because the Lancelot is a beautiful machine. Yeah. It is so nice. It's got such yeah. a sleek design and the way in which its whole startup routine moves has got so much extra attention to detail to it. Even the way Suzaku because he is the pilot, the devicer, I think they call him. Mm. Uh, the way he grips the controls is even more fluid than most of the other animation that we have. Yeah. And the way that it kind of strikes this almost hero landing pose of one hand on the ground, legs like ready to go, and then it just shoots off. Yeah, at full power. Oh! <laughs> oh, it's so cool. <laughs> it is very cool. Almost oh. as cool as the white Power Ranger Megazord because... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just going to link it all back to Power Rangers. Everything is back to Power Every <laughs> robot is a Power Ranger. It's a Megazord. Dude, uh, I'm literally the person that the second a robot turns up, I'm just my eyes turn into stars. I'm just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, I, it's weird because uh, I'm joking about the Power Rangers thing, but I do get weird weird nostalgia vibe and i don't know where from i don't know if the what about these these sort of they're very even the characters they are transformers-esque but it's even like the pilots the way the pilots operate like the blue-haired guy i got a lot of nostalgia from him and i really don't know where from um but Mm. i don't know i I don't think it's maybe you might have caught some old like gundam wing or something on did you ever watch Toonami or Cartoon Network when you grew up? Nah, we weren't um, we weren't posh enough to have Sky and things like that. So we just we had like one, two, three, four, five, mate, and didn't watch anything, any of those channels. <laughs> we were, but, yeah, sad times, sad boys. No yeah. robots for you. No, <laughs> no robots for you. No robots allowed for you. Can't afford Sky. I used to enjoy going to my auntie's because my auntie had Sky. That was a. That was a fun time. Every six months or so, I'd get a little insight into Dragon Ball Z and uh... how the other how the other side lived. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, moving on from my uh, depressing childhood, we <laughs> Lelouch uses this opportunity when everyone's sort of they basically sent all their forces. Oh well, we're skipping ahead a bit. There's this big fight scene between 
Sir Lancelot. Oh, and the Lance, honestly, I, it's so it hits every string in my heart for what I want from a mecha fight. Yeah, it it's been on the field for thirty seconds and it's decapitated four units. Yeah, and it's just it's using everything. And Suzaku is such a cool pilot because he it's a prototype machine and he's so invested in its success because this is the opportunity that he as an 11 has been given to prove that 11s are of equal standing that he can do as much for the Britannian and 11s everywhere Japanese everywhere can do as much for the Britannian army as anyone yeah and we see the energy shields being used yeah. the bullets are deflecting off it he launches himself into the air using the wires and then does like an axe kick on top of another robot and then, like, he's zipping around all over the place and doing a cool Okay, flip Sam, stick. Sam, calm, calm the F down. Right, okay. Oh. I get it. I do get it. And I am, I'm being really picky here. But doesn't it just feel a little bit too contrasting? Like, the, the, the animation style is so more, it's, like, more colourful. It's more crisp. It's more smooth, smoother. It, I don't know the speed the way it moves it's almost like another another anime from another show coming in yeah. for the to this more rugged um compared world. to the the uniformity we've seen so far of the sutherland units and the glasgow unit they all very look very similar they're very kind of mass produced yeah and the the the, the, the texturization of it as well is almost more uh more rough whereas this um lancelot is very smooth very were clear and crisp and it just almost is a different styled anime a little bit mm, kind of i think as the series goes on that becomes like the way that the Lan- the lancelot has been built as the very first seventh generation nightmare frame. yeah so do we get more of and, them and then it becomes more consistent and things like that yeah, yeah. so and we're kind of it's like when apple first introduced the iphone yeah. right it's such a massive leap in tech and performance that at the time it was so different from everything else whereas as it goes on yeah there are other models in a similar vein and now everything is hom- like homogenized and looks similar so that it's almost like and i like that artistic choice to go from these kind of rugged yeah. sutherlands to these sleek designs and then as the series progresses we keep building into this sleek and uniform mm. different style yeah. that's cool i don't know it's it's cool anyway i need to stop geeking out over amazing <laughs> yeah robot combat and get back to lelouch yeah. who is super sam, pissed sam. off at his perfect plan <laughs> put your top back on and we'll we'll get back into the episode <laughs> yeah uh, so lelouch it's back we're back on. i'm shirted again <laughs> go on talk, talk about lelouch hit me Oh yeah, his uh, his immaculate perfect plan has been spoiled horribly. Yeah, and he gets chased down by the um, uh, Lancelot, and neither of them know. Obviously, it's their friend in the other model, and they're um, mm. they're very much going at it, and they're saying they're, they're you know hitting hitting shade at each other, they're uh, throwing shade at each other, and it's just uh, this sort of nice sort of you know you were talking earlier about um, this dual perspective this idea that you know it might not necessarily be as black and white as we first thought it's a really nice role switch for a second as um suzaku is chasing down lelouch and 
Lelouch is pulling down buildings to try and get in uh, Lancelot Suzuki's Suzaku way. In Lancelot's way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Suzaku's just like, oh my god, this guy's willing to do anything. He's willing to, you know, kill people just just to get away and stuff. And it's um, it's like, oh yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. He's he's being a bit <laughs> bit of an ass. And uh, Suzuki Suzaku Suzuki um, <laughs> Suzuki Swift, the, the new Suzuki Swift. Um, <laughs> Uh, he saves a civilian and everyone's quite surprised by that um but it just again it, it adds to that gray area doesn't it where okay mm. overarchingly britannians are still pretty bad but like there are individuals and there's always what well, well, i don't know there's i'm sure there's an expression there's always people in war yeah. hey look war is bad yeah. but both sides are made of shades of gray yeah. it's this idea that and what you'll find as we kind of progress through the universe is that Mecha shows especially will deal with the issues of war and morals and who is objectively right. Really? That's that's really unusual. I was expecting the the mechanical robot shows to be dealing with, you know, teen romance and um, things like that, because obviously... What better way to portray it than metal on metal? I oh, know we action. get an ample amount of that too. <laughs> we need to get back to Ashford Academy in episode three, but <laughs> but yeah, um, the episode kind of ends out with uh, Lelouch has escaped from Lancelot. He's arrived at Clovis's transport and has used his gears to get inside. And we hear this ringing voice out across the entirety of Shinjuku from Prince Clovis saying, everybody cease fire, nobody shoot anymore, treat the wounded, regardless of what side they're on, whether they're uh, from Japan or whether they are a Britannian, treat everyone equally. And the reveal is that Lelouch has made it to Clovis and is pointing a gun at him. Yep. And everybody from the Britannian royal family has assumed that Lelouch has been dead yes and we find out that it's his brother and he's like tell me everything you know about my mother's death and he doesn't know a lot um and you think oh, all right okay so he doesn't know anything he's not going to die just yet and lelouch is like ah lol joke you're dead and he pulls the trigger and um smash cut to birds <laughs> yeah oh yeah that was that was a weird sort of i mean i get it because often you'd hear the gunshot and it was nice that they didn't play the gunshot that was a bit different you know, you'd usually pan to birds and you'd hear a <laughs> in the distance. And they didn't do that, which, you know, it's it's, sli- it's um, a slightly different version of the same old thing. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. He killed his brother. And he, he, in the next yeah. episode, we see him throwing up over that because he's sort of remembering the trauma of killing someone. I, I'm yeah. assuming that's what I that think is. I have solidly believed that Lelouch is running on pure adrenaline from the moment he stepped into that uh, nightmare frame especially after going face to face with the uh, the Lancelot and just yeah he hadn't thought back on it and it wasn't made real to him until he saw that news and then he's just like yeah <laughs> yeah but we find out that um, in that talk with Clovis that his mother's been killed yeah presumably by the Britannia royal family in this vicious hail of gunfire outside which leaves a number of butlers and his mother uh, dead and his sister paralyzed uh, from the waist down ah okay i, I missed that I, I was wondering why what the relevance was to the wheelchair and the blindness and stuff um I missed the, that. 
the blindness is a lot more hand wavy because oh, right, okay. <laughs> as we find out later, it's she she's so traumatized by that event that she chooses not to open her eyes. That's dumb as hell. So like it's like it is dumb as it's that's stupid so as fuck. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the uh that's why she's blind, but she is paralyzed because she took a bullet to the spine. No, she's not blind. <laughs> you can't that, that's not the definition <laughs> of blind. She can't be She's not classed as blind. Like you can't go to the optician and go, "Can I get can I get um, you know, disability allowances, please? Can I go? Can I can you sign off on this?" No, just open your eyes. You're fine. No, absolute rubbish. Trauma counseling with Will, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> just open your eyes. It it works on so good. many levels. <laughs> just open your eyes. So we go back to school and we meet Callan for the first time outside of the uh, nightmare, which um, is interesting. She's uh, come back. She's got this reputation as being weak and sort of uh, not attending school, missing out on a lot of school. And uh, we listen to um, their conversation where she gets chased by a bee and she kills the bee with one swipe, which is kind of badass. Not the the first or the last, not the last time she's going to be doing that because uh, she does it later (laughs) with the champagne cork. These quick reactions are a big skill set of hers that the uh, illustrators really want to portray. Mm. And she she complains and she's like, why do I have to act like a freaking invalid? (laughs) Yeah. Um, While all the while we know that she's this terrorist uh, working for the... Um, rebel, working for the rebels, working for the Japanese, yeah, nationalists, nationalists. Yes, yeah. and Lelouch approaches her and uses his power, uses his gears to ask her some questions. Are you the nightmare pilot? Are you this? Are you that? Okay, cool. And we find out she's a half blood. Yes, she's half Britannian, <laughs> half half, Japanese. half breed. Filthy mud blood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm glad you brought it up. I feel like I talk about Harry Potter too much, so I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> I'm here for you, man. I got you back. <laughs> uh, and and here I made a comment because we first meet his sister, and I've literally written, "I'm assuming she's blind and not just being rude." No, it turns out she's being rude, <laughs> just keeping her eyes closed. So she's traumatized. Will. <laughs> The answer is not to close your eyes, man. That's not going to help. Right. You just, in fact, in fact, you're just going to be reliving that moment. Surely, <laughs> opening your eyes is going to, you know, get you back into reality and take you away from those horrible memories. Don't just close your eye. Oh, it's it's a complete ridiculous. Yeah, it's 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 kind of dumb. Yeah. It is kind of dumb. That's yeah, that's universally agreed to to be pretty stupid. <laughs> Good. Good. But it's a plot point, so we have to go for it. I'm sure it exists out there in the world. I'm sure. Yeah. No offense if you're blind. Traumatized blind. <laughs> it's a real condition. I just can't open my eyes. Yeah. Well, come here and say that. Any letters, please direct to Will at Gateway to the Anaphor. <laughs> they can't write letters. They can't see. Speech to text has done wonders for us this generation. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Anyway swiftly on <laughs> uh yeah we find he he has a stumble with his power he uses it to get all this information out of callan but we f- he tries to use it a second time only f- and say oh don't mention shinjuku and she goes what do you mean don't mention shinjuku mm. <laughs> so oh, oh shit. <laughs> this this usually works <laughs> go back to class i, I will have to explain yourself <laughs> oh, very forceful 
And he's absolutely saved by Shirley going, hey, we have to set up stuff. And, and Lelouch puts on this full persona of this bumbling student council member of, oh, I didn't prepare the dinner's mats. And he runs off. He literally runs away from his problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she also, like, breaks out of the trance as well, halfway through. No, he finishes asking questions and then... He turns back around and it's a command after that. It's not another question. So he's finished asking questions. So the gears has worn off. And then he follows up trying to use uh, it a second time to say, don't mention Shinjuku. Uh, Go back to class. He, he uses it three separate times, but only the first time is effective, yeah. which we find out here. Yeah. And he tests on... <laughs> on, his, on his lecturer, on his teacher this most powerful ability but you can only use it to cheat on one test <laughs> yeah he could he could he could quite easily just use this to cause havoc in a high school like just this is a concept it, just going about day-to-day life just <laughs> making people do dumb shit like it'd be, it'd be very <laughs> oh fun. my god yes <laughs> where is my code gear slice of life high school anime yeah actually no that exists there's a manga where they're all part of a band Oh my god! What's... I told you it was a multimedia empire. Oh man. my god! What's the what's the band called? I think it's called the Dark Knights. Um... I have to look that up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, I have to. I have to read. I ha... wait. Did you say a manga? Yeah. Interesting. Versus like a manga. Oh no! No no no! Not not that. That's not interesting. Couldn't care less how you say it. No interesting. <laughs> Interesting that it's a a band and it's like a musical theme and it's in manga form. It's a comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just interesting. I've I mean, got the budget to animate it. So yeah. So anyway, Lelouch um, and Callan have sort of become suspicious of each other now. Um, Lelouch obviously knows that it's Callan, or he's you know ninety nine percent sure it's well. No, he, he knows now because he's asked other questions, um, and Callan is very suspicious of him. And she's trying to listen to his voice, and she can't really remember what's happening. So. Um, he eventually approaches her. They both decide that they need to sort this out. And he approaches her mm. and says, let's go for a chat. And she's like, ah, but about time. So um, they go off and he's they, he takes her to this room. Now, this is a very clever person we've established. He takes her to this room and she's like, are we alone? Is this private? And he's like, of course it's it absolutely is. absolutely private, Callan. Obviously it's private, you dumb Why bitch. would God I... damn it, Callan. Why... Why would it not be private? Why would I bring oh. you somewhere that isn't private to have this private conversation? Oh, crap, people are here. Yeah, I forgot. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Callan. We've got... Uh, we've got... God damn it. We've... Oh, my sister's here too. We've... Great, we've great, got... We've got great. to introduce you to the rest of the group. Cool, oh, no. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Surprise, you're part of the student council. Yeah. Oh, what? No, no way. Okay, this is escalating fast, and um, there's a champagne ex machina um, because the champagne. Co- oh, I love that. I love that. Rivals is such like a this. He is the the pure prep boy, isn't he? Yeah. He's like, hey guys, shall we shall we get drunk at school <laughs> <laughs> on champagne? <laughs> like the 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 posh stuff, the real posh stuff on the on the real hoity toity stuff. No Lambrini for these boys. <laughs> no bucks fit <laughs> we going champagne boys so obviously she gets she gets she she bats the <laughs> she bats the champagne cork out of the air with the speed of a, 
I don't know what. Speed of the Jaguar. Speed of a Jaguar. And, but doesn't manage to avoid the slow moving champagne flow that comes and drenches her from top to bottom. And I think it's like that. She has to keep up that persona, doesn't she? So it's, it's this unreasonable feat to mm, bat it away. Yes. Met by, yes. Oh, I'm supposed to be a weak boys. <laughs> so she gets sh- soaked from top to bottom, literally top to bottom, because then she has to have a shower and um, reveals all in this shower. Another brilliant opportunity. That's it. <laughs> I found one. <laughs> I, I, again, this is so <laughs> contrived. If he'd have just found a private area, which he, we knew he could, we know he can. This is no, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I think, okay, so it, do you want to hear my rationale for this entire, like, exchange? Not really, but go on. <laughs> I'm going to tell you anyway. Okay. <laughs> so she gets soaked with champagne. She has to go and get changed. Lelouch finds an excuse to bring her a spare, a, like, spare pair of clothes, which also ties into the fact that he wanted to have this conversation with her earlier. He comes in and sets it up as, I'm here to bring you the clothes. Okay, I'll leave now. And Callan, as we see gets Lelouch to hand her the ni- the pouch that has the knife in it and is about to- and tries to grill him. And within that, Lelouch sets up this really great play where the phone rings, he picks it up, he gives the specific instruction down the phone, which, a- which we find out on the other end of the phone is the maid, Sayako. He hands the phone to Callan and then a pre-recording of Lelouch plays where he is st- he's doing the voice from when he was helping in Shinjuku. So Callan knows that, okay, the, if the voice is currently calling me, it can't be the guy that I'm currently gripping onto. And then the uh, the recording hangs up. Callan is no longer suspicious of Lelouch. And this is the brilliant bit of manoeuvring here. So during the instruction giving, his verbal gymnastics to then go, oh, well, you meant the, the anti-kill order... Is from a video game, right? And Callan, in the panic, yeah, grasps onto that. that yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I play a lot of games. And he goes, ah, well, that's what I meant earlier about Shinjuku. There are lots of people at the school who would try to trigger someone like you by showing you clips. So I was trying to tell you not to do that. And he baits her fully into his trap and leaves with the added bit of, by cornering her in the shower... It's an embarrassing moment for her because she's naked, obviously. And Lelouch has the power there because he's clothed. Mm. So it's a memory that she doesn't want to go back and revisit and think too hard about because she's embarrassed. Yes, yes, Sam, it works on lots of levels. Because of how he manipulates it, he gets out of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, when did he make this plan? When did he make this plan? Beforehand, before he approached her, I would, one would assume. What do you mean? Or before he approached, after, before he approached her, he knew no, 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 there'd be an opportunity would, when she was in the no, shower. No, 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 I would assume that it would be after the after the second gears attempt on her failed. After he tries to say, "Don't talk about Shinjuku," and he runs off because Shirley tells him we need to go and set the dinner places. I just so he no, but how did he, he goes, know she was going to need a shower? That's just. I assume at some point he would have tried to spill something on her. if it hadn't happened accidentally he'd have spilt something yeah he would have just gone like bang here's some bolognese right on the face (laughs) okay which is the cut that i want to see yeah me too okay first of all 
you're wrong. Like that that doesn't make it, it, he's not planning to spill something off her because first of all, she might just get pissed off and go home. Like there's no reason why she's then going to shower in your house and you're going to have the opportunity to go to her, especially when there's lots of girls in that house who would be more likely to say, "Oh, I'll get you some clothes. I'll get you some of this. I'll get you some of this." And I know he's living there, but so's his sister. Like he mm. specifically got his clothes. Anyway, the next point is how did the maid know where to ring if this has already been pre-planned? When to ring? She's been geared. Yeah, but... Yeah, geared to make the call, but when... He's not going to say, right, call in... Call at 3.45 yeah. because I'm going to be in the shower with her then. Okay, so mild spoilers. When... Okay, go on. Is it is it basically a death note? He has to write in the time and... It's very similar <laughs> in terms of, like, he can, he can give an instruction to say, when you get a phone call that says this... Or when you get the instruction to do this, do these actions and respond in kind. So he can give very, okay. very intricate commands yes. That's fine. to people. That's fine. But she called him. Yeah. So I would imagine as he goes into the bathroom, yeah. he gives a signal to then have her ring. What? So it doesn't have, she doesn't have to be in the vicinity to give a signal. He can just like fart and then that. Well, if her. he texts her and says now. All right. Okay. And then she goes, okay, cool. So count to 10 or whatever, yep. ring the phone. Okay. So this plan was in place a long time and it was just a case of triggering her to make the call to then trigger her back to set, to play the recording that he's pre-recorded to say those things. Yeah. So within that command, <laughs> you could say, when you receive this text, ring the student council phone line or, or when you receive a text ring the number that i text you so he could localize that number to the bathroom then when i say these words play the recording down the phone and then hang up all right that's all fine i guess i just don't believe it i just i just i just think it's <laughs> the, the location bit just doesn't get I, I just don't get it i don't get why it needs to be uh, yeah, I think it's it's whether you want to go into whether you buy that Lelouch purposely did it there in order to make it th- this embarrassing event for Callan, or whether there was. But you can't purposely do it there when it was an accident, and I don't believe he was going to spill something on her. <laughs> I believe that it I believe what I want to believe because we f- we hear from Shirley that. Lelouch has to set the tables so he knows that there's something going on with a dinner. We know that so he brings her to there bef- like slightly earlier to then maybe because he's on the student council so he would know that she would join. Mm. I think that the threads are there but I think with so again with so much else going on maybe those threads get buried but on a second watch or a third watch you kind of see how this is all kind of played together. Yeah. I don't think it diminishes it from it on the first watch through yeah because i think you can still watch this one time through and go oh well what a coincidence but it's but it's worked yeah. and okay the only and, and to be honest i am being really really picky but that is be, that is only because and i'll tell you i, I listened to an, another podcast um recently about death note and they made comparisons to this in that sort of higher level chess gameplay sort of ah. and, and i didn't listen I didn't have any reference or point of reference. So going into this, I knew there'd be some sort of deep, you know, 
uh, that sort of mind play, that sort of challenge, that high level sort of um, detective esque elements to it. Um, so that's why I'm being critical because if this was like Death Note, uh, we would be picking it apart just as yeah, much. True. Do you know what I mean? Like true, I, true. I, I basically set it a really high standard to to convince me that this was you know plausible and like could could be explained and it just they just didn't do it with this scene but yeah that, that's why that's fair. i mean that's fair enough yeah i can agree with that cool um and we end out the episode with uh jeremiah and his uh pure blood faction uh they've gotten ahead of the death of clovis and are starting to use suzaku as this big scapegoat for the death of yeah Britannia. Yeah, that's bold. I was like, I can't believe I couldn't watch the next episode. I am so going to go back and watch this next episode because I need to know how, why they've chosen Suzaku. And mm. like, I I assume Lelouch isn't cool with this and he's going to do something about it. But um, yeah, it's uh, it was a, it was a bit of a twist. I was a bit surprised there, but that was um, that's yeah. fun. It's it's a I think it's a very strong cliffhanger to end it on because it comes out of you've had such a almost kind of airy-fairy episode of, oh, we're at school and it's high school stuff, and or maybe Lelouch has a crush on Callan, but also they're both kind of really bad people who have killed people. <laughs> but also, oh, look, she's been soaked with champagne and the school council's here and da 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 And then it ends with, oh, yeah, and Suzaku's about to get executed. Yeah. It's like, what? What, <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to feel here? <laughs> Which way is it? Yeah, and yeah, that brings us to the end of those first three episodes. Uh, um, do you have any? Do you have any odds and ends before we we ask the big question? There's a scene um, in when the girls are talking at the meeting, and there's quite a lot of sexual tension there between the uh, blonde girl and ginger girl that I don't know their names, and I'm not going to learn uh, their Shirley names. and I can never remember the president's name, but yeah, the president and Shirley. Yeah, and there's quite a lot of. Um, uh, nuance not nuance i don't know it's not nuances you're filling out in all the right places (laughs) yeah yeah again another just like it's fan service that isn't it let's be honest it is fan service yeah it's complete fan service created very attractive very pretty characters and the show goes out of its way to show them off in very provocative situations like even suzaku when he's kitted up to go into the lancelot like he is cheeked up at the back there. Yeah. Like his ass is there. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's that's the one thing that I'm still finding hard to get my head around throughout all of these, especially with things like mm. Sword Art and, and, and stuff that just, it's just so much fan service for that. Yeah. Especially for the female form. Um, It's just like so unnecessary. Like I had, I had, this is, I'm not, I don't want to get, too much into sword art but i had an episode on the other day and lucy was watching it and it just panned up the entire body as they were having a conversation a regular conversation it just panned up their body rested on Mm -hmm. their boobs for about 10 seconds and lucy was like why is it staring at the boobs why is it (laughs) why is it there they're just talking what's what's this got to do and i'm like i i I don't know what to tell you i I, honestly it's not me it's sam blaine sam i'm not looking at the boobs i'm (laughs) listening i'm listening to the dialogue here it's it's completely innocent but it's like that meme of like anime when my parents are out of the room and it's it's these big action set pieces and and really (laughs) emotional moments and anime when my parents walks in and it's just boobs and ass (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah, fan service is such a massive part of anime because I think in Japan the creators and and to be fair the the audience is skewed. The creators think that the audience is majoritively male, but they think it's almost like a ninety percent, ten percent split. Yeah. They don't realize because maybe in Japan that's what it is, mm. and from the people that I've spoken to whilst I've been here, it's for, it very much seems to be boys in general will watch a lot more anime, but girls won't. They'll know of anime, but they won't get into it in the same way. So, okay. but in the West, it's very different because anime in the West is billed as for everyone. Anybody can enjoy it. And you find that it's almost like a 50-50 split, yeah. male and female in the okay. West. But because it's made here in Japan where they're focusing on the Japanese audience, they're like, oh, well, it's just boys. So for this show, we're just going to focus on. I get that. Important. Yeah. Mm. Does it make it better? No, it doesn't. But no. there's at least some reasoning behind it. And I think the best shows are the ones that use fan service equally with both male and female. And and it is relevant to the plot. Something like Food Wars that we've covered before. Yeah. It's just there for eye candy. Stuff like Sword Art, it's used in an almost very... It's, or it is used in a very derogatory way a lot of the time. Stuff like Kogias. It's it not as much. Up. It's not as much. And it's I don't not, think it's as much. Well, so far. And it's not as... It's yeah. not... It's, I didn't mind. I didn't mind it as much. I thought it was more story orientated. It's just now I'm looking out for it that I noticed it. I mm. think what's even, interesting with Code yeah. Geass is that it hits that other fan service part as well, and that's the mm. relationship between Suzaku and Le- Lelouch. Yeah, which is this kind of almost yaoi bait relationship between the two of them, where they have this really deep connection with one another. So and you mean they, it's, a, it's a bromance? It's a bromance, but to like the nth degree where it could almost be gay bait. Right, okay. So you get all these super sexy female characters like Valletta and... I wouldn't say... Uh, I would. Uh, that, that, that's fine, but I do feel like that's potentially past this because these three episodes, I wouldn't say there's that... They're barely together. You know, they're, they're, they sort of like... Yeah. They're, they're happy when they see each other. You see them the, as a kid. The, yeah, that's definitely like comes along right, down yeah. the line. Yeah. Okay. But it's... I think that's that's due to when Sunrise got this show and picked it up they got clamp to do the designs for the characters and clamp as a artisan group are very focused on um male bonds and this kind of idyllic female form and Mm. that comes across very much in the way that all the characters in this show are portrayed whether they are a background character to a protagonist Everybody looks like the almost the ideal version of what they're supposed to be. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right then. Brilliant. What about you? Any uh, any lasting thoughts? <laughs> so I was listening to uh, when I was I watched it in sub. Um, yeah. And I was listening to Rivals, the the blue head guy with the motorbike the whole time. I was like, How do I know your voice? How do I know your voice? He's Sasuke from Naruto. <laughs> Oh, right. But, okay. like, he's so nasally that I couldn't tell who he is. He's also yeah. Shiro from the Fate series. And oh. I was like, ah, that's who you are. <laughs> um, I like the combat animation for the mecha. There's a lot of dynamic uh, yeah. movement, and it feels like actual tech that could work in those scenarios. It's not just... Yep. It works because fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like that there is such a stark contrast between the kind of really magic-y Gears powers and the grounded sci-fi tech. I think that that works in this world and that the mind games and the political infighting don't come across too... Like, you could ignore all of the political stuff and the bits behind that and still enjoy the show for everything else it presents. Yeah. And I'm going to give you a very quick history lesson now, Will. Oh, God. Have you seen how long this podcast has been running for, Sam? I haven't seen how long. I'm going to be. I'm going to make it go as quickly as I can. Okay. okay so, go. the world of Kogias takes place in a shifted timeline. Yep. It's an alternate universe. Yep. It takes place 50 years behind our timeline. Wow. So essentially, the calendar starts at the first King of Britannia. So instead of the death of Christ, which means that all events are so the events that happen in the show are essentially happening in the 1960s. Right. The second main point is that there is a substance in this universe called saccharidite. And essentially, that is this super volatile, super explosive, but also super conductive and radioactive material that they have been trying to harness for power this entire time. Those are the secret experiments. Yes. Yes, so, yes, yes. That powers the Lancelot. They talk oh. about the saccharidite engine. Oh, right. no, I was talking about when that they were, there were the experiments they had to shut down when this all blew up and move and it had the, that's what the green girl was involved in and that's what you saw some photos of like some other people yes and stuff. yeah that that's also part of the whole thing this whole sacred idea this is something that doesn't exist in our reality yeah um so the main splitting points of the timeline are henry the eighth has a male heir Ooh. and he becomes king henry the ninth queen elizabeth the third loses to napoleon and after she loses she flees to america so the British royal family go to America in the colonies. George yep. Washington dies. So the royal family takes over. And then that is why America becomes Britannia. Right. And then as history continues, because Saccharidite is there, once we hit their industrial revolution, technology explodes, which is why even 50 years in Behind. the past, yep. everything seems so high tech. Wow. And that leads us to where we are today with Britannia, which is America, Canada, bits of Russia, China, who have taken over most of Asia, and the European Union, which is basically just the UK, Germany, and Iceland, <laughs> <laughs> like left to do their own thing. Wow. That's re- really in depth. And I really, but it's really cool. I, I like that sort of alternate history viewpoint of it. Yeah. It's really interesting, and I like that you can read deep into it, but you don't need to, I feel. I, I love sort of alternate realities and uh, what alternate ifs. what ifs. Like, I mean, uh, the, the big one is obviously, uh, uh, what's the castle, uh, the castle one where... Oh, if, Man in the High Castle. Man in the High Castle, where if Germany won the war. And I watched quite a few episodes of that. I'd quite like to read the book, because the series... I don't know. Got a bit samey after a while, but um, so I lost interest. But I'd quite like to go back and uh, read something like that. So yeah, uh, anything like that is really cool. So that sounds really interesting. And if I keep watching, I might have to delve into that a bit more and see what's see Excellent. what's there. So the question is: Is this a gateway show? Is off these three episodes, do we have enough to say? Yeah, we could show this to anyone and they would enjoy it. Probably continue watching and maybe go and on to go other on things. to watch more anime afterwards. Yeah, you go first. I think absolutely. I think that it is an interesting world. We have a compelling main character. There are nuanced sides for both of them. We already get this idea that there are good guys on the bad side, a morally grey protagonist on the, quote, good side. The mecha designs fit the world and don't distract 
from the story being told. They just add another delicious genre to this cocktail of storytelling. <laughs> I think it makes you want more, right? It, yeah. It, whether it's to see the pretty characters, the mecha fighting, this grim, dark violence of the soldiers, the goofy school side of things, these high IQ strategies being carried out, or the literal magical powers. I think on paper, this is a show that is an absolute mess yeah, of I think ideas and concepts that are just thrown together. To build on that, that's my only reservation. I, I think I agree with you, and I think this is a gateway show. However, it's only really that if whether that amalgamation works and it's not going to be too overwhelming for a newcomer because but then you really don't have to be invested in anime to enjoy this you need to be invested in storytelling and invested Mm. in other forms of media so if you've got experience you know if you're a film buff or um you know you just like what consuming media you're gonna have understanding of robots and uh history wars battles alternate timelines magic. magic you know you need you need to have some grounding in all of those things to be able to really enjoy this i think do you know what i mean it's not for someone who you know watches keeping up with the kardashians and nothing else it's <laughs> you can't go yeah. in completely cold with regards to content but that doesn't mean that it's not good to get someone into anime yeah and i think if you were to show this to somebody the vastly different genres you some something is gonna hit with someone yeah unless there is somebody who is solely just watching reality shows like you said yeah most people have seen harry potter there's your magic most people understand what a giant robot is there you go most people understand war films they've seen saving private ryan they've seen (laughs) hell even watching the marvel films watching something like winter soldier yeah gets you into this kind of espionage thriller mindset yeah i mean you you could literally say in the cinematic universe the most you know end game and things like that you've got your magic you've got your war you've got your space your aliens your widget wizards and whatever else so it's it's and very the much most successful films of all time they are but it's also people who've invested in that cinematic universe that has built from ground from Tony Stark building an Iron Man costume. True. And here we get Lelouch organizing a terrorist cell and You do, but it um, is all it, you, you get all of these elements all at once, don't you? It's not a at the bit. same time, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I think if if you looked at it just by its kind of genre tags, yeah. It is an absolute cluster of madness. But, but just somehow, yeah. Somehow when it starts moving, it all just clicks together and is, if nothing else, I feel just this fascinatingly entertaining show. And I think it's got a well-earned place in the universe for me, personally. Yep. Just because the balls of someone to take all these genres <laughs> and, <laughs> and somehow make yeah. it work across three episodes consistently yeah. and make me want to go back to see what happens in episode four yeah it's something right yeah i think i think i think yeah it's definitely going in is this based just very quick question is this based on an anime uh, uh, on a manga it's not it's a anime original right okay that from what you just said then makes more sense so it didn't have that like fan base already yeah that is impressive that they've gone in gone to town on this um but yeah they, they it's 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 almost a bit it's a, it feels like 
I'm, I'm getting remnants of Yuri in the sense that it's like a, a passion project. It feels like this is a, a really good story that they want to tell and they want to build up and flesh out this world as best they can. Like you go on about the history and stuff that's clearly resonated really strongly with you. And yeah. that, that just makes it more, you want to buy into it more because it's got that rich, uh, that rich history and stuff. So yeah. All right. Brilliant. We'll stick it into the universe. Well done, Kogias. You've well done it. Done. You've made it into the universe. That leaves it for this week. Will, do you want to find out what you're going to be watching next week? Because the journey can't just end here, even <laughs> though we're 10 episodes in, and this is our benchmark 10th episode. Woo! Woo! We have to keep going. Go on then. What is episode number 11 going to be on? Episode number 11 is I Would Like You, Will. Oh, Sam, you should. Sorry, Sam, you should have done this as episode 11 for Area 11. Oh. oh. <laughs> right, everything's cancelled. Delete the files. That's it. It's game over. Oh, Pack it up, trick, boys. Yeah. We're going home. <laughs> Go on, what uh, are we watching? Uh, next week, we are going to be watching the anime based on the video game. Wow. Dangan Romper. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, Dangan Romper. Okay. It is a mystery. Uh, m- yeah, it is a murder mystery trial based anime okay. in which we need. Well, you'll find out as you watch it, but it, it is based on a video game, and Dangan Romper, the series, has just celebrated its 10th anniversary this year, or uh, as of the time of recording, the end of 2020. Wow. So I thought it would be a good time to visit this show and its interesting themes for something that's a little bit different to what we're uh, used to here. Okay. Ah, brilliant. All right, I look forward to that. You'll have to uh, type that out and send it over to me so that I actually can find it. Um, <laughs> actually find the, the show that we, we need yeah. to watch for next week. All right, brilliant. So we'll look forward to that next week and thank you all for listening. I... Uh, if you've if you've kept till the end, that's amazing. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you if you've got any advice for us to sort of where to take this in the future, um, and you just wanna or you just wanna hit us up and see what we're up to, you can find us on all of the usual socials at Gateway to the Universe on Twitter, Instagram, or Twitter. We're actually Gateway TTA. Gateway TTA. Yes, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you get all the updates of the next episode, so that you busy people can keep uh, keep listening and. Um, yeah, I think well, and that's don't it. forget to check out our special episode that we'll have released around this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it will have come out around the time that we air this or whether it will come out earlier, but we have a, a, a special series called uh, Revisiting, where we look back on shows that Will has fully finished. Well, or finished certain seasons of. Yeah, or finish certain uh, season, finished benchmarks of a yeah. season where we'll go back and look at shows that we talked about within podcast episodes and see what he thought now that he's come out the other side. This time around, what did we look at? We looked at Death Note and um, it, was a, it was a good sort of uh, general chat, uh, a lot less structured. We just sort of chatted about our favourite bits of the episode, of, of the series, and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So Brilliant. go check that out if you would like to. That can be found the same place that you can find the regular episodes and we'll see you next week in the universe see you later bye